You're listening to the Be Human podcast featuring conversations with your co-hosts, Kevin Russell and Brianna Carter, and a broad range of guests sharing their experiences of what it means to be human. In this week's episode, Kevin and I discuss the power of taking action and tips on how to get started. In this episode, we discuss the importance of taking action, why it's something we don't often do, whether because we overthink, procrastinate, or let fear get in the way, and three ways you can start benefiting from taking action today. If you enjoy learning more about the power of taking action, check out our Instagram page, be.humanpodcast, and on LinkedIn, be.humanpodcast. And if you know someone who will be inspired by this message, share this episode with them. And a quick reminder to subscribe to the Be Human podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you may get your podcasts. Now let's get into it. Great. What the hell are you? What's going on, buddy? How, how is this? Uh, how is the half marathon training going? Honestly, it's going really well. The This morning I did six miles. And even though like after mile three, I had to poop. It was still so good. <laughs> there is nothing worse than like, I remember there's so many times I was, I was up in um, Tahoe before I was like, I'm going to run to the beach every morning that I'm here. So it was like, we're there like three nights or whatever. So every morning I was there, I was going to run to the beach, go for a swim, just have a nice pleasant Zen morning. And about like a mile into every run, I would be like, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> And then I'm like running, like trying to like, I'm in that catch 22 where do I run into like the woods and take a dump and then like hope that nobody sees me or do I just like, just belt it all the way down to the beach and like find a, a toilet there. So I was like, yeah, one time I just ended up like running a mile, running back and then running again. And then the other time I took the risk, took the chance, like, I'm going to have to like make it down to the beach. Didn't even know if there's going to be a public toilet there. Got down there and thankfully there was, but it's a, it's a scary, scary thing. Yeah. And you can't run loose because if you yeah. run loose, it's like you risk actually. <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, when you, you're when you're a kid and you like poop yourself, you're going to have those like saggy shorts the whole way. Nobody wants that. No, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> I'm so scarred from when I pooped myself as a kid. So I have PTSD from it. And, and, and pooping as a kid, everybody expects it. It's like, it's okay. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> 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 Do I get one pass for pooping my pants as an adult? Just one pass? Is that cool, guys? <laughs> oh, man, I don't think you'd ever be, live that down. Not in this area as well. It'd probably just be like social media ever. It's like, look at poopy pants. Could you imagine? Oh, somebody oh, just catching <laughs> <laughs> Walking so defeated. <laughs> just your short, short hanging down. Just like a sad face. <laughs> so embarrassing. I just wanted to go run. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I feel you. I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. Anyways, great place to start <laughs> this week's episode. <laughs> this week's episode. It's not about getting poopy pants or anything like that. That that topic is covered today. We're talking about the importance of taking action. I'm going to start off the episode with this quote that I love that always makes me feel. Always, always brings back the importance of not, you know, getting too comfortable and staying in the one place. It's uh, a, comf- a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. So um, good. 
Yeah. And I think it's very applicable. It's like, yeah, you know, putting your feet up, staying where you are, not pushing yourself. It's definitely nice and it's easy to do. But when you are 60, 70, 80 years of age, I can guarantee if you look back in your life and, you know, took the easy route, it's it's probably going to bring you a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. So um, we thought we'd make it kind of applicable uh, to the podcast itself. We've got a couple of people who pinged us and said, hey, we'd love to understand how you got this thing started. Um, so I think it's an interesting way to take the conversation today, Bri. What do you think? I totally agree. I think, you know, we have lots of goals and ambitions and we want to achieve them. And so getting the ball rolling was huge. Yeah. You know, being uncomfortable was definitely the name of the game at first, uh, in the beginning for me, at least. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think it's interesting because obviously we have the goal of the podcast really and truly might sound cliche, but we do want to help people. Like we've gone through struggles in life. We want to help people, you know, learn from our mistakes, our learnings and the people we have on the show. I know when I was going through my difficult period in life, I grew, got so much strength knowing that I wasn't alone, that other people have experienced it and drew strength from, you know, their experiences and people being vulnerable. So that is the overarching goal of the podcast. But the podcast is just a stepping stone. Like we have big dreams and ambitions for Be Human. We, we, you know, we want to get into coaching, consulting, whatever it might be. But we know that we knew back in the beginning that we needed to take one step. And we were trying to think, we spent like months like, oh yeah, let's let's build an app. Let's this is freaking go and get on TED and like, you know, like all these huge, great, big ambitions that really didn't move the needle whatsoever. What moved the needle was how can we just get started? How can we do something that is going to get be human off the ground and get the ball rolling? And that and the podcast was it. We've been doing it for like what? Seven Not, months. Seven months. Crazy. Um, and it's been it's been incredible. Like, I mean, we've We've like, well, obviously we're friends before, but our friendship has gone stronger and stronger. We've had incredible guests on that has been, have been really inspiring. And then we've got to share a message and actually help people. I mean, that's the, that's the big thing in the podcast. I wouldn't necessarily say we're the biggest podcast by any means, but we've not yet. Exactly. There we go. Growth mindset. Love it. But we've had numerous people reach out and say, Hey, um, this is really helping me. And that, that is the, the big thing. That's what we wanted to do. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, so what stops people from taking action? What stops people is overthinking, overplanning, and procrastination. There is... Oh, those are like... The, that's the, like the trifecta. Yeah. OOP coming <laughs> at you. <ya. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think overthinking people. for me, that... That's what I am prone to do. Actually, over planning too, because I'll get stuck in the, did I think about A? Did I think about B? Did I think about C? And I'll just be in motion instead of actually taking action. Uh, I think that's a big one for me, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. It's like, you know, rather than just, you know, because like when we were doing this podcast, how many times did we record episode one? I think we recorded episode one like four or five times. And it still wasn't right. Yeah. After we put no, <laughs> no, but it, it was like, it was, it was good. Thankfully, we got to the point where it's like, okay, we're just like pushing this off. Let's just get something out there. Because honestly, 
like the biggest thing is we were just like, it was fear of failure, fear of pain. We were just like worried about, oh, are people not going to listen? Are they going to think it's crap? Are we going to look like fools? When really like, that's, that's like, that's nothing. In this era, like we've developed. So to put this into context, we have this primal part of our brain. So when we were Neanderthals, like scouring the, the land, there was saber toothed tigers around every corner trying to eat our heads off, eat our heads off, <laughs> bite our heads off, you know, have us for a breakfast, lunch and dinner. So it was it was necessary to have this primal part of our brain, our fight, fight or flight part of the brain that would allow us to be on edge at every moment of the day that would allow us to sprint off or, or go hide. Like it was a necessary part of our brain and our lives. But in today's era, that fight or flight part of the brain is still there, but now it kicks into gear when we're like, Oh, I'm going to be vulnerable and put out something that people might not like, or I'm going to be uh, public speaking in front of a couple of people, or I'm going on this first date. We get all those same sensations where, you know, your body goes into shock, your heart starts racing, your, you know, adrenaline starts pumping through the body, which is necessary if you're going to sprint away from a saber tooth tiger. But if you're going to be posting out a podcast where you're just sharing a little bit about yourself, what is there to fear? Like, what are the worst repercussions that could happen? Like, I think that pain, that that fear, that oh, the saber tooth is going to bite my head off. That's a sign that you're headed in the right direction. Exactly, and that's one thing I've actually learned from doing this podcast is what scares me is actually what I need to jump in the most. Like, if you think about it, every time throughout this podcast, it's like we recorded the podcast, we published it. It was like, oh my god, this is. And it was well received. We didn't get anybody saying, what the hell is this shit? Maybe they might be thinking it, but the feedback we got was really, really positive. And then it was like the next stage, like, oh, okay, I'm going to put, put out a post or a blog where I'm like sharing something vulnerable again or something that makes me feel uncomfortable. What was the feedback? Positive. Then it's like going live or sharing a story on Instagram where you're like, oh, people are going to think, no, every single time, there was no real reper repercussions. This fear is just based on nothing. But that fear is what stops us from making that first step, taking action and jumping in. Um, but once you start doing that, however, however small it might be, like posting our first podcast, then it's just a knock-on effect. You just start doing more and more and more and taking bigger and greater leaps. And I, I don't think this podcast, this episode is the conversation to have this, but that fear that you feel there, it comes from a place. And most of the time, it, it's a place where maybe you feel you're not good enough or you're not enough. Or, and that you want to peel back and evaluate. Why am I feeling this way? Uh, there's a good book by Pippa Grange. We talked about this in a previous episode. She really talks about how can you handle and manage that fear so that when you are about to go for that job interview, when you are about to launch a podcast, you are telling yourself, I am enough no matter what. And now I'm going to execute and actually take action. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also important to take a step back, back when you do feel that fear. It's almost like to ask yourself, like, literally, what is the worst that could happen here? Like, what is the worst that could happen? Like, who, who said you, you put a podcast or a TED talk in front of me where he talks about that. And he says, go through the list and evaluate what is the worst it's still a system jim ferris, yeah. yeah jim ferris yeah um it's like really powerful he talks about oh what is it fear setting fear setting but like 
that is, I think, also critical. And it's, it's like, look at, let's take the podcast, for example. Look at that. What is the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is you get zero listeners. That maybe somebody listens and says, you suck. Right. What are you doing? That, uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. it. But we get so caught up in this, in this mind frame where it's like, it's just a fear, but not actually pinpointing what we are afraid of. And then it manifests into something more and greater that prevents us from just taking that first step. Um, and we didn't even, I don't think we even did that initially for this podcast. Like what is the worst that could happen? So uh, big thing is like when taking action, it can be like, you're going to speak to this, but it's it, sometimes you can spend so much time like, you know, putting thought and effort into it. it. Yeah. But what is the, like, how do you know if you're actually taking action or not? There was a great article by James Clear. I'll put it in the show notes. And what it articulates is something that I didn't even realize is there's a difference between being in motion and being in action or taking action. And so he gives some good examples. One of them is if you outline 20 ideas for an article that you want to write, that's actually being in motion. But if you actually write down and publish the article, now you've taken action. If you go to the gym and ask, you know, how do I get fit? <laughs> I'd like to inquire about a personal trainer. That's good, but that's being in motion. But if you actually step under the bar and you start squatting or you get under, uh, get on that treadmill, that's what taking action. So for us thinking about, oh, what is our episodes going to be about? That's motion. Mm-hmm. Actually publishing the episode, that's taking action. So you have to ask yourself, are the things you're doing being in motion? Because being in motion, Kev, makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm doing something. But you're actually just circling around the, the thing. You actually aren't actually stepping forward and doing something. Free. That is fire that's really interesting also james clear big fan so if you don't know james clear sign up to his newsletter he also wrote the book atomic habits it is a fantastic book game changer changer. so definitely would recommend that and i think like it's interesting you talk about in motion and action because so much good can happen when you are in action and one of those things is the compound effect i found it so interesting you were talking today about how you just, so obviously it's, I'd signed up to, to marathon in October. You're over last weekend. You're like, oh, I'm not signed up for the 10K. I was like, wait, what? 10K? Nah, there's a half marathon going on, Brie. So what did you do? You just, you just went and yeah, fuck it. I'm doing it. And you booked in for the half marathon. Even, and you tried to punk me and be like, oh, well, you should just do the, the marathon. <laughs> and y'all, it's okay to say no. <laughs> it is okay to it's say okay. no. <laughs> Try to punk me, but no, you're right. It there was no need to think about it. Just go and do it. Sign up. Yeah, but it's been so interesting. You came in today. You're like you're talking about all these six miles you're running, and you're doing you're doing better than me in the training front. So fair play. But it's so interesting to hear you talk about. Yeah, I'm like did six miles this morning at eight a.m. So you're getting up early. You're starting the day right. Yeah, and then I did some yoga. I felt very mellow. Like. And then it's like more productive and work. You're coming in, you're fired up, you have better energy uh, when recording this podcast. But then as a knock-on effect, because you're putting in all this effort, you don't want to go home and eat a tub of ice cream and feel like shit after you put all this 
uh, the, you know, gone through these miles and burnt all these calories. So you start to eat healthier. And like, I've noticed this, like in training for the triathlon, I gave up alcohol for a little over a month. Uh, the triathlon is tomorrow. So hopefully it goes well, but the, the knock on effect of that and signing up to this triathlon has been insane. I have felt incredible in energy. My mood has been good. But last quarter, I crushed it at work. I did really, really good. I feel physically very fit for this triathlon. There's also been a knock-on effect with like productivity with the with the podcast. Like so much good comes from just taking action, just taking that first step. There's this compound effect that it builds and builds and builds. And by the end of it, you're gonna look back and say, Well, shit, I was. I was at a level level one and now I'm at a level eight because of that simple step and just taking the first first action. And it's so good because every action you take is a hit of dopamine. Mm-hmm. It's that hit of saying, oh, actually, that was good. That was hard. Right. But I liked it. The brain wants more of that. One hundred percent, Bree. It's like life actually can almost be broken down to you feel good when you get this hit of dopamine. Some people get that hit of dopamine when they look at their phone. They see the colors on the screen. It's been designed to give you a hit of dopamine. So that's why we're so compelled to pick up our phone, look at our phone when there's nothing going on. But you can get a hit of dopamine from achieving a small activity, from exercising, from eating healthy. All of these things, when you basically override the, the, the voice in your head that's saying, don't do that, and you do it because it's good for you, you get a hit of dopamine. So this is the whole concept with taking action. And it can be as small as you want. Like, don't go and say, all right, oh, listen to this podcast. I'm going to go start a podcast. Great. And put something out there. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that big, but go and write a small blog post or even write a paragraph of a blog post. Just writing that paragraph and getting it started, that is taking action. That gives you a hit of dopamine. That makes you feel good. I want to plug one of our episodes. We talk about defining success for you. What does that success look like? If it is writing the article and being published on Medium, then that's your success. For me, it was training for the half marathon and running it. And now every action that I take towards that goal is fulfilling for me. So you have to figure out what is fulfilling for you and then make those steps accordingly. Absolutely. And I think um, I think it's been interesting to see you, uh, Brie, especially when it comes to fear, the initial fear, normally when you take that first step, it then becomes an afterthought. It's like, wait, I was, I was afraid of that. I was worried about that. Like you just signed up for a half marathon last weekend. I mean, like I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Like what is your thought process around that now? I hate it. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I, 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 I actually appreciate what is required to actually be successful in running a half marathon and what's required is discipline, Mm -hmm. but discipline to me gives me a foundation that allows me to be successful because it requires a regimen. It requires that I think about, okay, at 8am I need to run. Well, what do I need to do to prepare myself to be up at 8am? Well, I can't have a late night, right? Mm -hmm. I can't have that extra drink. I can't go to bed tired because I know I need to be productive in the morning. That right there, that's that compound effect you're talking about. And also, let's put this out there. The people that you surround yourself with, having that discipline changes. 
Because you can't be around people who aren't going to help you run or help you uh, hold you accountable. So my partner, I was like, hey, babe, I'm running this half marathon. What did, what did she say? All right, cool. I'm on. I'm down. So now we're holding each other accountable. And when I get up, she gets up and we're going to crush it together. But that means the people we surround ourselves with have changed. Absolutely. I think it's like one of the things that I've really trying to focus on, you, you hear everybody successful say this, you are the average of the five people that you hang around with the most. And I think it's like, you know, to basically wrap up this episode, we three ways to take action starting today, start small, stay focused, stay grounded. But I'm going to start on stay grounded, Bree, because you just talked about it there, finding somebody to hold you accountable. You've got Megan, and I think that's been super powerful for you. I've got my buddy, Brian, that I'm doing the triathlon with, tomorrow and I'm doing the marathon with in October. We hold each other accountable all the time. It's about, hey, have you done training this week? He comes down or I go up there. We do you know, a big training session and we make sure we're on point around track. We also gave up alcohol. So he basically said, I'm giving up alcohol up until the triathlon. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to give it up for, for a little over a month as well. And again, holding each other accountable. It's been pretty incredible. If, if you can... Find somebody in your life that has similar goals, similar values, similar objectives to you do and say, hey, would you be up for being my accountability partner? This is a critical part. When you have somebody holding you accountable, I mean, look, you might let yourself slack like, ah, I'll sleep until nine. I'll skip a run today. I'll do, I'll do you know, four kilometers instead of 10. But if you have somebody who's there with you, there's that little bit of competitiveness, but there's also it's like, Somebody telling you outside of your the voice in your head saying, no, get up and do this stuff. It's going to benefit you. So I think have, for myself and obviously yourself, having an accountability partner has been really powerful. 100%. And having that accountability partner helps you to stay focused because you start to learn to say no to the non-essentials. Is this beneficial to my goal? Is this a distraction? Is this making me feel good because it's putting me in motion? Or am I actually taking action by doing this task? Uh, I think that is really important and critical is to stay focused. I think that's huge as well. And it, it's like, it is important to say no. Like you say no to the marathon. Like that's probably too stretch of a goal in human time frame. But also when you look at, if you're trying to reach those uh, larger health, fitness, career goals, saying no or saying no to alcohol, that has helped tremendously. It's been huge. I mean, you're not, you're not like you've done a brain fog for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You're not tired. You're, you're not, your body is recovering properly because you're not consuming alcohol. So saying no to things that aren't going to help you get close to your goal. It's huge. So I love that. And start small. So when you want to be the next LeBron James, or you want to see, I've been watching the Olympics. And so I want to be one of those women running a triathlon. Okay. I have to ask myself, how do I start taking smaller actions that will lead to that greater action of running the triathlon or participating in the triathlon? And so bite sizes, uh, thinking about that. So maybe for you, it's, I'm going to do 10 squats a day because you've been on the couch all through lockdown. Okay, great. Now every morning, set a timer and you do your 10 squats. Bingo. I think you nailed it, Brie. 
And yeah, just to summarize this week's episode, um, it's been a fun one to do because this has definitely been top of mind for, for both of us. But a couple of quick things to recap. What stops us from taking action? Overthinking, overplanning, procrastination. Don't let fear of pain or failure stop you. And make sure to keep that in mind that you always have that primal brain that is there not to help you anymore. It's just hindering you. Um, what happens when we take action? The compound effect. It builds and builds and builds. You get that hit of dopamine, makes you feel good, and makes you want to do more. And then eventually what we feared initially becomes an afterthought. And then finally, three ways to take action today. Start small, stay focused, and stay grounded. Um, and there we have it, Bree. Ah, oh, boom. Yeah. That was so good. I'm grateful for you because I think gratitude is the key when you are talking about taking action is to remember to be grateful. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for where you are and know you're enough. Hey everyone, hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode where Brie and I talk about the power of taking action. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to um, subscribe, share with somebody who'll get something from it uh, and leave us a rating. But also you can find us on LinkedIn at b.humanpodcast 